0: Morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is the podcast recording for July 19th, 2020. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and on behalf of the team and I I'd like to say welcome. Thank you for joining and listening. I pray that you are well and I pray that you uh, continue to share this podcast recording to anyone who you think might need to hear it. Um, I have a couple announcements for us this morning. The first one being our session, our leadership team basically, met on July 14th after the Governor Newsom's speech on the 13th. And following his advice and his mandate, we closed the campus to groups of three or more meeting inside of our campus building. Um, And we will remain this way until our session gathers and votes otherwise. Um, The other announcement is on July 25th at 7 p.m. in the parking lot behind uh, our campus. It's on our campus, but it's like behind. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. We're going to have a drive-in movie theater. Um, where the children's ministry and the families ministries have have done this in the past, so this is no different. Only this time we're going to drive in. It's going to be a true drive-in. We have a radio transmitter, and so everybody will keep uh, their windows up and uh, keep you know distance, socially distance. And they'll be projecting. I don't even know which movie it is, but. It's going to come in, uh, the sound will come in through your radio. Well, I'm excited to see, I don't know, just to what that looks like. It's going to be a fun ad- adventure. Come on, join us. Um, our call to worship this morning comes to us from Psalm 86. And as we gather together, let's quiet our hearts and listen to God's word. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths from the realm of the dead Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God Ruthless people are trying to kill me They do not have any regard for you But you, Lord You are compassionate and gracious, God Slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness Turn to me and have mercy on me Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and have comforted me. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
1: and thank you for tuning in to today's children's message. When we do something for the very first time, it can be a little bit scary. Do you remember your very first day at school? Your mother probably went with you to help you find your room or meet your teacher. And when you got on a bicycle for that first time, someone probably walked along beside you and helped hold you up at the very beginning and that gave you confidence and soon you were riding on your own again. When you went swimming for the first time, you didn't just go out and jump in the pool, did you? Okay, maybe some of you did, but you usually practice or had somebody there to show you the way. So no, there was someone with you to hold you up until you could swim or ride your bike or go to school for the first time. And it really helps if we have someone we trust to be with us when we are about to do something we have never done before. So today I have a blindfold. What if I were to ask one of you to put this blindfold on and find your way back, back to, if you're in your living room, back to your bedroom back to your to the kitchen out to the garage out front how do you think you might feel would you be worried that you might bump into something and hurt yourself would you be afraid that others in your home might laugh at you when you went the wrong direction what if I said that I could go with you or someone else in your home could do so and hold your hand you trust me you trust them don't you I will be with you every step, and so will that person. So does that make you feel any better? Well, today's Bible story, Abram and Sarah experienced something very similar. God told Abram to leave everything behind and to move to a new country. He didn't even tell him where this country was. He just said, go to the land that I will show you they didn't know where they were going or what they would find when they got there. It was like they were wearing a blindfold, but they trusted God. Just like you would trust me or someone in your home. And like the trust that we would have with our parents and friends as we learn and do new things. So even though they were a bit scared, they left everything and set out on the journey to the place that God showed them. It took many years. But God was with them, and he led them to their new home. So how about you? Do you ever take a journey into the unknown? Sure you do. Just about every day, we face things which we have never done before. They may be a bit scary, but ultimately we know that God is with us, just as he was with Abram and Sarah. We just have to trust him to lead the way. Pray with me. Father, sometimes we are afraid to go where we have not gone before. Help us to remember that you are with us wherever we go. Amen. The saying
2: is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Standing on that promise, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor. Gracious God, In the midst of difficult and challenging times, you remain Lord of all creation. We acknowledge how often we choose to depend upon our own resources rather than to depend upon you. Through the Holy Spirit, you give us courage, yet our fears continue to hold us in captivity. Through the Holy Spirit, Father, you give us comfort, yet our worries and dis-ease still control us. Through the Holy Spirit, God, you give us truth, yet our own wisdom still dominates our thoughts and actions. Forgive us, Father, and free us from our sin. Set us free from the curse of self-reliance. Grow our trust and dependence upon you. Strengthen us, encourage us, and teach us for the glory of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news, friends. Who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. Know that we are forgiven. And be at peace.
3: The splendor
4: of the King clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at His voice, trembles at His voice. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great. great is our God. Let's sing that again. Come on. you the name How great, how great is our God Last time How great is our God Lift your voices, sing with me How great is our God And all will see how great Is our God.
0: We just are coming from the series on First Peter, and I'd like to pause and give thanks to how God met us in that letter from Peter to the early church. And now it's, once again, I think God's timing and God's providence, we're turning our eyes to a new series on the wisdom literature of Solomon. More than ever, I believe we as followers of Jesus, and actually all those that are questioning and seeking God in these trying and confusing times need a healthy dose of wisdom. We need a, a direction. We need a voice to listen to. And since I preached on the Holy Spirit on Pentecost... And I mentioned that I love calling the Holy Spirit she-fire. I thought it only fitting that we look to Lady Wisdom as taught through Solomon. And this morning we're actually going to be studying a little bit of the man. Because as we move into our series, I thought it only wise to look at our author, before we look at his words. In um, the chapters just preceding what we're about to study this morning, God comes to Solomon, Solomon being the son of King David, um, and God comes to him and, and says, What what do you want? I'll give you anything you desire and Solomon responds with I want to be the wisest person on earth. What an interesting response. But if you know anything of Solomon, he is the wisest man on earth, but he also he made some he makes some interesting decisions later on. Before we start talking about any of that, let's let's look at first Kings, looking at chapter four. I'm gonna start in verse twenty nine. It says this God gave Solomon very great wisdom, discernment, and breadth of understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. So that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, wiser than Ethan, the Ezraite, and Heman, Calchul, and Darda, children of Mahal. His fame spread through all the surrounding nations. He composed three thousand proverbs and his songs numbered a thousand and five he would speak of trees from the cedar that is in the Lebanon to the hyssop that grows in the wall he would speak of animals and birds and reptiles and fish people came from all the nations to hear the wisdom of Solomon they came from all the kings of the earth Who had heard of his wisdom? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The first thing that pops off the page as we begin our text is God gave Solomon. I know we haven't gotten very far, but we could dig down deep right here. How does Solomon get his wisdom? Does he study some special book series? Does he go to some special teacher? Does he go to a university? No. God gave Solomon. That's a clue for us. I've got good news, men and women of God. If we want to be wise, we simply need to ask our Heavenly Father, God, for wisdom. Just so we know, the rules haven't changed since the time of Solomon. James, the half-brother of Jesus, writes in chapter 1, verse 5 of his epistle, he says, If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. Solomon prays for wisdom in chapter 3 of 1 Kings. Here we are in chapter 4 of 1 Kings, verse 29, and God has given him wisdom. And when God gives, like James says, he gives abundantly. He turns on the fire hose. He sticks Solomon underneath a waterfall of wisdom. It says in the second half of verse 29 that Solomon's wisdom, if it were measured, if it were quantified, if you could somehow count up how wise Solomon was, his tally would outnumber the grains of sand on a seashore. That's a whole lot of wisdom. How does he get it? He asks. That same invitation comes out to us this morning. But hold on a second. Um, I feel like I should say a few words distinguishing wisdom from intellect or smart. Um, A smart person knows a lot of things. Knows a lot of information. A wise person knows not necessarily a lot of things. What he or she knows, he or she acts on. The difference between wisdom and intellect is action, is understanding. A wise person knows the answers and more importantly, lives them out. Knows the correct action and chooses that action. There's an ethical and moral component that is not present when, when talking of intellect or um, intelligence versus wisdom. Hopefully that's a little clearer. And then I just want to point out also, as part of this series, we'll be learning more and more about wisdom. And even in this text this morning, we find out some more about wisdom in just a few moments. But first, let's let's go to verse 30. He's wiser than all the people of the East and all the people of Egypt. What's that saying? When God gives his wisdom, God's wisdom... goes outside of the bounds geographically and culturally. And then in verse 31, he's wiser than anyone else. And then the the author of First King starts naming names. Do you remember that movie, The Princess Bride? Wesley is chasing after his Princess Bride and trying to rescue her, and she's being held captive by Vizini, a short little guy that has kind of a whining voice, like this, you know? You remember? Uh, Ed Wesley comes upon Vizini, and Vizini says, Have you heard of Aristotle, Socrates, Plato? Wesley says, Yes. Morons compared to me. Do you remember that? <laughs> Morons fool. You know, the Greek word for fool is moron. So I feel like the author of First Kings is saying, You've heard of these guys? Morons compared to Solomon. Then he moves into verse thirty two, and it's a resume of sorts. Solomon. 3,000 Proverbs. Now, we're going to be studying Proverbs next, the next two or three weeks. I forget which. Um, but I I remember my Old Testament professor. Uh, he, he would always say, say it loud and say it often. Proverbs are different than promises. Otherwise, the book would be called Promises. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I was funny to me. Um, but Proverbs, he wrote 3,000 3, of these wise sayings. And then this is where we learn a little bit more about wisdom and his songs. His songs? We're learning that wisdom here has an acknowledgement of beauty and art and creativity. A wise person is well-rounded. A wise person takes part in the creative aspects of life. He or she joins with God in the creative process. Here, Solomon is, is he's a songwriter. He's a poet. He's an artist. And that's part of his wisdom. Part of his wisdom is he, he can take what he's feeling inside and express it outwardly in a song. And then we learn even more about wisdom. In verse 33, he spoke of trees. He spoke of hyssop that grows in the wall. He spoke of animals and birds and reptiles and fish. And fish. Wisdom has within it intertwined a love of God's creation a love of nature i don't know if any of you are familiar with saint francis of assisi but he is in the roman catholic church the patron saint of nature and so that's why when you when you're in an outside garden or you're in a a beautiful cathedral in the outside part of it and there's a maybe a prayer labyrinth usually there's a statue of St. Francis of Assisi. Well, they could just as easily have a statue of Solomon because he's the precursor. He loved the beauty of God's creation that is all around. You get an aspect of wisdom that, that gratitude for God's beauty, the beautiful creation is stamped all over wisdom. You know what I mean? Um, you're probably tired of hearing about my wife, but this is one of the aspects of wisdom that my wife continually challenges me with. Anytime we're near the ocean, my wife makes our whole family pause and look for life and soak in the beauty of how good God is at making beautiful creatures. And then the last verse. People came from all the nations. They came from all around. What's this teaching about Wisdom, what's this teaching about Solomon? What's this teaching us? It's teaching us a principle that I learned from Reverend Jeff O'Grady while I was working with him up in San Marino. He would say, health is just as contagious as as viruses. What a fitting word for the time we're living through right now. Do you agree? We're in this COVID-19 pandemic and we're reading in this text about describing Solomon and his wisdom and it's magnetic. It's contagious. It draws people in. It transforms them. People from all around came near. All the kings all the kings of the earth, they came near, they were drawn like moths to the flame. How do we apply this? The first one, I think the first application is pretty pretty darn obvious. You and I need to ask God for wisdom. We need to simply ask our Heavenly Father to make us into wise followers of Him. I think part and parcel with that, we need to remain moldable and teachable. I'm reminded of numerous occasions that as a pastor, maybe it's just a pastor thing, but I've come up to people and they've asked me how I'm doing and then I've told them. And something in the way that I told them thinks, uh, like, has informed them that they need to preach to me. I think I think it might be just a pastor's thing but if it's not if you if anybody else experiences this let me know you know text me or whatever like that because I think it happens more often than not I think something about being a pastor everybody wants to preach to you maybe if maybe teachers probably get the same thing you know like you you try and do you say I'm a teacher and then people try and teach you stuff I, I Humans, us, me, you. I lump myself in with everybody. We are so quick to teach and so slow to learn. We ask for, for wisdom from God. We need to be multiple. We need to be teachable. We need to listen for what he has for us. And wisely Change the way we do life. Change the way that we make decisions. And I think the third and final, it's kind of self-serving. But tune in. Tune into this podcast. I don't know about you, but as I've been introduced this morning or reintroduced to this wisest person on, on the face of the planet I want to be around him I want to listen to what he's said I want to read in God's word some Proverbs and have his wisdom wash over me like it was washed all over him Amen. As we continue in our worship, I am humbled and honored to tell you that the total of our gifts and tithes and offerings from the past two weeks is $16,900. God is continuing to bless us upon blessing us. We are truly rich in the Lord. And with a grateful heart, let's return thanks by giving him his tithes and our offerings. All offerings and gifts can be mailed to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's offerings are now received.
5: Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you, for everyone who asks, receives. So we dare to approach the throne of grace, asking. Almighty God in Jesus Christ, you taught us to pray. Guide us by your Holy Spirit, that our prayers will serve your will and show your steadfast love. O Lord, giver of life, as you care for all creation, give us your peace. May our security come not from weapons, but from respect. May our strength come not from violence, but from love. May our wealth come not from money, but from sharing. May our path be one not of ambition, but of justice. May our victory not be out of revenge, but of forgiveness. Strengthen us to work for unity and harmony between people of every race, color, and creed. In confidence, help us to defend the dignity of all creation, sharing today and always the bread of solidarity and peace. We give thanks for our church and the many caring souls reaching out to one another as the body of the church. Keep us connected and supported until such time as we can worship together again. Gracious God, we pray for those who are ill in body, mind, and spirit. For those feeling lonely and isolated from the community for those separated from their church family due to this virus, for those burdened by guilt or grief, by depression or despair. And we pray for those who, even in this time of social isolation, face medical and health challenges. We pray for those undergoing tests or biopsies, that you help the doctors to see what they need to see so then they can give a diagnosis and a treatment plan. Pray for peace. Then send us out in love with open eyes, ears, and hearts. Make us true neighbors to one another and true children of your own calling. Compassionate God, we pray for our communities, our nation, and our world that is so overwhelmed by this COVID virus. We pray for all who are in authority over us, that guided by your wisdom, they may make wise decisions on our behalf. We pray that vaccines may soon be available that then there be me some form of protection. We pray for the hospitals, medical offices, and all those loyal people who are caring for the many, many victims seeking help and healing. Strengthen and encourage them in their work. Bring the sick through their illness and restored to health. Help us all to be patient through this difficult time, trusting in your timing. Receive all these prayers in the tenderness of your mighty hand, and keep us forever in the safety of your outstretched arms. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen.
0: And uh, if you're local, I want to remind you that we're going to be having our drive-in this Saturday. That is July 25th at 7 p.m. in the back lot of our Presbyterian Church of the Covenant campus. And I hope to see you all there. And now, let's receive this morning's benediction. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and